0: Welcome to Alternative Dog Moms Podcast. I'm Kimberly Gauthier, the creator of Keep the Tail Wagging. For the past nine years, I've been blogging about raw feeding, pet wellness, and life as a crazy dog mom. I've seen massive improvements in my dog's health since I started raising my dogs naturally, and I'm passionate about sharing my experience to help other pet parents.
1: I'm Erin Scott. For the past nine years, I've been researching and learning everything I can about healing cancer, allergies, autoimmune, and mystery illnesses in both my dogs and myself, and I can't wait to share with you everything I've learned on this journey. As the Alternative Dog Moms, we're bringing you all the latest dog health news that we're following and sharing the tips, tricks, and resources we learn along the way. Now, let's get started. Hello, Kimberly.
0: Hello, Erin. How's it going? Good, 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 good. Okay, so I have something to say. Scout had his massage because I haven't been able to find an acupuncture person for a scout. And I wanted to do acupuncture because Dr. Judy Morgan said that lymphoma was a sign of stagnation in the body, in the Mm. blood, and you, you had to... You had to get the blood moving or you had to remove a blockage, but then you had to also get the blood moving. And so there's food that does this, but also acupuncture is something that helps. But either people lost their acupuncture person. I know I lost my acupuncture person a few years ago. She moved to Arizona or people aren't taking on new clients. So I was just like, what am I going to do? And all of a sudden, duh, my friend is a massage therapist. So I hired her to stop by twice a month And to massage Scout and he had his first massage and he, it was so cute because first he's not very good with people. He doesn't know very well or just strangers. So I gave her a bag of his favorite treats and was just like, you can go through the entire bag if you need to. And once he saw that she had food, you know then they were best friends. But by the end of the massage, it was so hilarious because he was just like laying out on the ground, just completely like you can do whatever you want. I feel so good. And so I went on YouTube and I've been looking for massage videos so that I can do it between appointments because she's out of town the entire month of May. So, um, and I found one and it was really great. I'll put a link of it in the notes. And oh my gosh, I've been massaging him like, you know, every few days. And he's like gotten to a point where he like lays down and lets me massage him. He likes Aww. this. And I've been doing it for him and for Rodrigo. And so I just wanted to share that because I'm just so excited about it.
1: That's awesome. And I, there's something too called like acupressure mm-hmm. that uh, uses, you know, some of the similar points, but you're, it's like massaging certain points that correspond with acupuncture's. I don't know too much about it other than that's a thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I feel the
1: same. But uh, yeah, we had actually done massage with our old girls, my old gal Kalua, again, because we didn't know and we're probably doing all the wrong things for most of her life. She ended up blowing out both of her CCLs Mm -hmm. and we did not do any of the surgeries. Uh, So she actually had a knee brace. And then we did a lot of massage and other things like that. So I actually, I was fortunate enough to find somebody who was in school for dog massage. And so she needed to do hours to get her certification. Kalua used to get all kinds of massage. And we also had we have like an infrared heating pad for her Nice that um, that the massage therapist had showed us. And we liked it so much that we bought one for ourselves because like I can put it on my back or, you know, <laughs> things like that too. But yeah, massage is wonderful. And I, I did a class one time. I was, I'll have to see if I can find any of my stuff. Cause they, I mean, it was just like for a morning at the community college. Yeah. But I, I think I actually took Kalua up there uh, to, to learn and um, Kalua didn't, she she was cool with going in the car and stuff, but she would whine when she was at places that weren't her home. Right. <laughs> so yeah, she basically was just like super annoying and whined through the whole class. <laughs> 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 But we learned massage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's how actually Scout would be too. He 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 might settle down as long as everyone stayed away. But he is not a fan. He like he'll like to watch, and he's been like this since he was a puppy. Because when I got him and Zoe, that's when I understood, you know, like the importance of socialization. Something that I did not do well with Rodrigo and Sydney. And I took them to a puppy play date that our their trainer was hosting. And it was so funny because Zoe wanted nothing to do with the other puppies. And she sat in my lap facing towards me and with her like head on my shoulder as if like, if I don't see them, then it's not happening. (laughs) And we tried to get her to play, but she like freaked out and she just wanted to be in my lap and Scout was worried about her, so he kept checking in on her, and he would just walk around and just watch the puppies play, but he wouldn't engage, and then eventually he just came and sat next to me and laid down and was just happy to just lay there and watch the puppies play, and I'm just like, I am failing. (laughs) Both of my dogs are introverts. They're just not (laughs) interested And then we, I would get them home and they'd be playing with each other. Like, but it's just like, but he's like that today. In fact, we ran into my neighbor and his dogs. He has Dutch shepherds and um, my neighbor created all these really cool paths on his property. So I was trespassing and um, I was out there with all four of my dogs and they ran into his dogs. And I was so impressed. Because it was just sort of like everybody was like, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" and <laughs> "Hi," and they all talked to each other and just sort of like, and I was just like, "Okay, come on, guys!" and um, they, my dogs came with me and we went home and it was just like the weirdest kind of not what I expected at all, but I'm happy that that was what the experience was, considering that my dogs aren't Apollo is and Rodrigo are very social, but Rodrigo or Scout and Zoe are not social, so.
1: Yeah. Penny is very social for like a a minute. Like she's a good like greeter. And then she's like, okay, time to move on. And then Nino, Nino is very turned off by dogs that are like high energy. Mm -hmm. Um, So if they're too like, Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Like, he's like, no, thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) But he will play very well with, with a, with a low key, like calm Mm -hmm. dog. But yeah. our, our neighbors, our next door neighbors, they sometimes dog sit for their, one of their grand dogs, who's a little floofy guy. And he just runs over to the fence and just shrieks when he sees Nino and then Nino gets and i mean Nino would make 10 of him you know <laughs> and and like and then Nino gets very like i don't know what what's going on and he and he starts like, he'll turn and like start kicking up grass like stop you know <laughs> it's it's very sort of funny so like um my my neighbors, there um, they had a new grandchild a couple weeks ago, so they were dog sitting, and it was like eleven o'clock at night, and we let the dogs out before bed, and then we just hear like, we're like oh no, oh no, Camden's there, oh no, we didn't know. <laughs> I'm sure the whole neighborhood knew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a question for you about massage. Okay, so, so I've done massage personally for. A long time probably like 15 years like pretty regularly and when I was going through breast cancer treatment I had a couple people make weird comments to me like oh is it okay for you to get massage during cancer treatment uh-huh. and so I started looking into it and I talked to um my massage therapist my chiropractor because I have to do all the things and uh They were both like, oh, that's kind of like old school. Like there's kind of like an old school thing that you should not do massage during cancer. But like that's not what they teach anymore. So did anybody say anything weird to you
0: about doing massage? No, not at all. Did did they tell you like what the reason was?
1: I guess that there was some worry that like it could help – it would like spread it through the lymph system or through the body Um. or something. But yeah, they – everybody was very adamant to me that like that was old school like mm-hmm. thinking and that like that's not the current
0: thinking it's interesting because i mean of course i'm sure again this is you know just a coincidence but it gives me hope is you know i've been massaging him i mean we have our essential oil regimen so every monday is aroma booze today's tuesday so we will do um we did strength and um And then like tomorrow's Wednesday. So we'll do boost in a bottle. And I usually do like a light on Monday. I do a full on massage, but like today I just do a light massage as I'm doing the petting um, with the strength and it's his lymph nodes are going down. Hmm. So, I mean, but he did just have another chemo treatment last week, but it's been really nice. They're not going down as quickly as the first time when we when we he was diagnosed into 2021, but they are getting smaller and smaller. So it's just like for they had just gone stagnant before I started massaging him. Oh, um, so you know because they had gotten smaller, but the vet said he'll probably just have a partial remission, but we'll take it because they're not getting bigger. So they're not going away, but they're not getting bigger. So that's okay and. Now he got to a point where all of his lymph nodes, except for one was, you could, you could barely feel them. And now um, you can barely feel any of them. So I'm hoping that the massage therapy is working because I stopped the homeopathy. Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: So I just, I, it was, it was so much, I'm doing so much. And I was just looking at all the different things of, you know, what's working, what's not working for him. And although I have no way of knowing if the homeopathy was working or not, but I decided that, you know, he hated it. Um, and I want to do stuff with him that doesn't make him turn away. And um, he, in my opinion, he has to have the THC and the CBD. So if I'm going to be putting anything in his mouth, I'd rather just put squirt those into his mouth and he he'll tolerate it just fine.
1: So what kind of, um, what kind of form format, uh, delivery format was the homeopathy? Was it like the pellets or I know there's like a thing where you do it with like
0: water and yeah, it was, it's, it's a liquid. And then you add like a tablespoon or two of water and then you put it in an oral syringe and just sort of rinse the inside of the mouth with it. Oh yeah. My dogs would not do that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I did it, but it was funny because when he would see me coming, he would put his head down and sort of lock his jaw. But it was just sort of like, you have gaps in your teeth, buddy. So <laughs> I, I gotcha. Um, but uh, someone told me he would have probably tolerated better the pellets because you just put those into the lip and, you know, th- they just don't really notice it. And I remember th- I've done that. One. Nino spits them out. <laughs> Nino just <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> That's a <what I'm> good right <laughs> well that's probably what he would do too so I just I I was at the end of the latest because I I did um I did the homeopathy and then I ordered another set and so I'm sort of at the end of the second set and was just sort of like ah eh. so his cancer kind of came back while he was doing homeopathy so I'm I feel more comfortable letting it go and I mean I think it's one of those things where there are certain things that work great for some dogs and other things that don't and I have no way of knowing like what might be a contradiction. That's you know that I created in his protocol because right. I'm not a veterinarian, right. so I'm just figuring this out. But the crazy thing that I'm experiencing now, and it's actually kind of sad, is since I published my um, protocol and I constantly have to go in and update it, but since I Published it. I'm now getting like a message from someone almost once a week who got a lymphoma diagnosis. Wow! And it's just like it's such a bummer because yeah. these stories are so sad. The people are so sad and freaked yeah. out. And it's just like, you know, there's nothing I could really say. You know, I can just point them to the resources that I use to come up with my own. But you know, but yeah, over the past couple of weeks, I've gotten like I've spoken to three different people about um lymphoma and what they're doing and what's astounding to me is the latest person I spoke to like the oncologist is 2 or 3 hours away and there's another one that's 4 hours away and she's like I have to work and I don't think I can get my dog to this and my dog is going downhill fast and I've heard that that with lymphoma you know if it's not caught early it it's a it's an aggressive fast moving cancer and uh, it was just, she was like, I just want to do something to give my dog some relief and maybe, you know, kind of do a Hail Mary to help the dog. And it was just, oh, it just broke my heart. It, it yeah. just it broke my heart. And I think it's, it goes back to one of those things, too, is um, one of the people, she, she's actually helping a friend or a family member. But, you know, a couple of the people are raw feeders. So that's also sad because, you know, once again, but I feed raw and I do this and it's just like, yeah. Oh my gosh. We,
1: I mean, I'm like, I'm like flooded with all these things that I am just thinking about just from my own experiences and just all the links that we go to with driving all over the place and doing all this research, like we talked about last time, right? Like Mm -hmm. doing all of our research. That's why people are contacting you, you know, because they're they're trying, they're at home Googling, like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And and isn't there something too that like, it's almost like saying, I know that there's something beyond what my vet is going to tell me. Yeah, I know we talked a lot about that on the last one. As pet parents, we just go through so much when,
0: When our dogs are sick. Well, Um, and it's so hard. Someone recently shared on my page that their dog died like this, you know, over this past weekend. And, um, and I just, you know, it's express my, you know, my sorrow and like, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. And it's like, I'm sure you're blaming yourself because we all do, because we feel like we didn't do enough. Right. And we didn't catch it soon right. enough. Or maybe I should have been paying attention or maybe I should have followed my gut. I mean, gosh, with Sydney, I was taking her back and forth to the vet, like something is wrong. I don't know what's wrong, but something is wrong with my dog. And it kept coming they were showing me like, no, she's fine. I don't know what you're seeing. And then all of a sudden she's dying.
1: That was Kalua. That yeah. was exactly what happened with us with Kahlua.
0: Yeah. And it was just, and I felt like, you know, gosh, if I would have just made them, but it's like made them do what? Right. I didn't know. Right. I mean, I know now that I should have made them do an ultrasound, and but I didn't know then. And, you know, we actually made a plan. This was all, um, well, it was during COVID, but, you know- No matter how long COVID lasted, I kept expecting, like, in a couple weeks, it'll be over. Right, right. (laughs) Two years um, later. (laughs) Yeah. But Rodrigo was supposed to start going in twice a year for ultrasounds. And I think my veterinarian might have just said, let's do that to give me... Because, you know, they're litter mates. And, yeah, to give me some peace of mind. He's been so good. I mean, he's so healthy, and I'm so grateful. And, you know, I just... I still go back to, you know, like the woo-woo of it all, that Sydney, she was old, her body was, she was tired, her body, you know, she, she was an active dog towards the end, um, not the very end, but, you know, she was doing so much better. But I feel like she took that on because I needed to be prepared to deal with this with Scout. Because I was. When Scout was diagnosed, I mean, I wasn't happy about it. But, man, I went right straight into, you know, cancer mode and, right. and got things together. You know, there was no freaking out. or And I took it really seriously when I first found the lump. It wasn't like, oh, that's probably a fatty tumor and I ignored it. I right. took it very seriously and and um, called the vet. So um, so I don't know. That's what I say to, to make myself feel better.
1: <laughs> well, I mean – you know, it's like, you're trying, like, we're all doing like all the things. Like we we think it's like, I feed raw, I do this, I'm going to this bed, I'm doing the, you know, and it's like, and it's still just, uh, you know, and, and sometimes I have to remind myself, like, you know, it's, they're not going to live forever. You know, yes. none of us are going to are here forever, you know, exactly. And, um, you know, and, and one of my friends, he just lost his first dog that, you know, he would probably hate the term heart dog, but you know, it was his first ever dog in his life and it inspired him to become a dog trainer and to change his career and his, you know, cha- it's changed his whole life. And, uh, and it was really devastating. And I mean, and she was, you know, she was like a 12, 13 year old pit bull. I mean, that's a good, a good yeah. run. You yeah. know? And, and I was, I was texting him. In fact, it was the weekend that I was in Albany for the expo was the weekend that he was having to say goodbye. And, you know, and I said, like, you have always made all the best decisions for her. Like you have been the best dog dad. He would hate that word, but, <laughs> you know, you have been the best dog dad and always done everything. And this is one more of those things, you yeah. know, that, that you're doing for her and,
0: Yeah. And that's hard. I also do. I do think that, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful for the five weeks that we got and I'm grateful that, you know, when we put her down, it was at home and she was in our arms. I mean, both Johan and I were just holding her and, um, and I just remember telling her it's okay. You know, I'll be okay. And, um, and God, but yeah, it's just like, it is. It's a kindness because you know she's she was not doing well. My friend actually is putting her dog down in a week or so, yeah. and her dog is the same age as Sydney and Rodrigo. So it's like I went this past weekend just to say my goodbye to yeah. him, and then I came home and just hugged Rodrigo because I'm like, "You're doing so good. You're doing. Please don't die." <laughs> we go through so much with them emotionally.
1: And, and like, the, and it's a learning, you know, it's a learning lesson for us too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So tell me all about Isla <laughs> because I need to know about this woo-woo nonsense. I love her so much. And for, you know, folks listening, Isla Fishburne to me is like the wolf lady. And I've started following, I mean, I've interviewed her a couple of times, um, but I started following her because I would see pictures of her with wolves. And I'm like, who is this person? I would love like to just go to Wolf Haven, which is a sanctuary here in Washington Mm -hmm. and just hang out with wolves. I know they don't allow us to do that, but in my dream of dreams, that's what I would be doing. And um, so she learning about, you know, I've learned about her background with wolves and now, you know, with dogs and I've taken her course. Mm -hmm. I'm actually not done because it's super long, and I stopped like two years ago and never picked it back up again.
1: I wanted to do the course. I need to
0: finish it, but um, she—it is—it's a really amazing course because it really challenges you to think of your dog. I don't know, just as a a spiritual being, yes, um, and uh, to approach so many things that way rather than just you know, physically and through yeah. diet and stuff. It's like, there's so much more to it. And it just resonated with me.
1: We did this, we did a soul session with her for Nino and we have one scheduled with Penny um, next month. And Nino, I don't want to say problem child, but you know, he's our, <laughs> our guy, you know the, <laughs> he came out of a bad situation. All we kind of know is that uh, animal control pulled him out of a home for, you know, a lot of violations. And so he's always just been our kind of really fearful, shy guy. He doesn't like, he doesn't really like leaving the house unless it's like for a walk, but like, he hates getting in the car. He hates going anywhere new. He hates any people meeting any new people. (laughs) Like, you know, he, he's a special guy. And, you know, I've always felt very fortunate that he ended up with us because we have a pretty low key quiet life. Mm-hmm. We're not like people that throw a lot of like parties or have people over the house very often. Like, we're just not those people. And, uh, and it's a very quiet life. So, you know, 98% of his life is just very calm and quiet. And he likes his routines and, and things. And so, when I, when I first heard about doing these soul sessions, I started reading about it. Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. Have you. Do you know about Reiki
0: or have you ever learned Reiki yourself? I've I've had it done with the dogs and I've actually had it done on myself too. And I actually think it worked.
1: Yeah. So when Lucy was really sick and I was doing all the things, like I actually went and got attuned to be a Reiki practitioner. I have not kept up with my practice really at all, other than maybe like the first few months. But I, I feel like learning that and having some kind of knowledge Around that was really helpful. She's doing something very different, but it mm-hmm. just—it was like, oh, this kind of gave me this kind of, yeah, advanced woo-woo understanding <laughs> of of where we're going, right? I mean, we're called the alternative dog moms. So this is very <laughs> alternative, um, and so you know, I feel like it's not for everyone. Um, you have to be really open to like you said, like seeing the soul of your dog, you know, thinking that your dog has a soul and that somebody is capable of communicating with that soul. And she's a shamanic practitioner. And like, I have no idea how you learn to do that. Like, I, I don't, not that I like want to do it myself, but like, it's just like, I don't even Like, how do what do you even learn? I just, I want to know yeah. about it. And so, It was kind of an interesting process. So she gives you a couple of videos that you have to watch. So one of them we watched like a couple days before the appointment. And then she gives you another video that's actually like a guided meditation. And you're supposed to watch this video one hour before your appointment with her, um, which we did by Zoom. And she's actually in ceremony meditating at that same time. And so it really has you like kind of walks you through like this guided meditation of connecting with your dog and, and, and getting yourself kind of relaxed and in that kind of meditative type state. So we really enjoyed that. And she also does these like chanting things. And like, I, it's like, it's like catchy. Like I've had it yes. like stuck in my head all week. <laughs> um so, you know, we've done animal communication before and that, that was again, like kind of my frame of reference for this, but it's very different. So like, if you have like questions that you want to know for your dog, that's animal communication. Yeah. Like that's not the soul session. If you're like, oh, why does my dog do blah, 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 or how is he feeling? Or like, that's a different thing than what we did. Mm-hmm. So this was just really interesting, like... Nino, you know, soul was very grateful that we found him. He likes being a part of our family and part of our team. He kept using the word team, and uh, and she gave us these different things that we can do to kind of like honor him. Mm-hmm. And part of the process that she's doing is in shamanic practices. They have a concept called soul loss, and so this is if you have been through any kind of trauma. Um, and even like a physical thing like surgery or physical trauma or emotional trauma. And we know Nino has some trauma there. And so when you believe the in the shamanic practices, she's going into this meditative state to go and find the piece of the soul that has been lost and kind of reunite them. And she does a ceremony to reunite this. And she kind of does all this before your appointment and she sends you... A separate video of that soul. And she's channeling a message from his soul, which is where it was like the, the gratitude and the part of being the team. and And then she kind of gave us these things to do to kind of celebrate the reunification of the soul. So she said they often want to eat something very specific. So for Nino, it was roasted potatoes. <laughs> so- we were like, okay, you know, so that was part of his dinner, you know, we gave him some a couple roasted potato. I mean, we gave him the penny too cuz you know, we weren't going to do one without Penny. <laughs> um and she like mentioned some crystals that we could use with him and uh some like uh essential oils or what's the other word she used um hydrosols okay, which I think yeah. are like less Potent than like an essential oil, so she gave us like some plant, you know, medicines that we could could mm-hmm. use, you know, with him that to see if he would be drawn to them, mm-hmm. you know, that they would be good for his soul. And she said that he would like a rhino toy, and so <laughs> I just ordered a Kong rhino toy. We just got it today, um, <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, we have smoky quartz crystal was the one to use. And there was a chant, like a song chant, and she said asked us to play that for like the next several mornings, which which we did. We did it for the next like three days. That's like kind of this celebratory of the soul reunification. So it was really it was really powerful, <laughs> intense. We had we got symbols um that we are gonna use with him. Uh that that's where like the Reiki thing comes in if yeah. you with the symbols. Um so yeah, it was like, it was really powerful and intense. And I'm so glad we did it. But uh, the whole time I was just thinking, like, the person I was 10 or 20 years ago could not have, like,
0: yeah. handled this or grasped this. Yeah.
1: But wow, like, I'm so glad we did this. And I can't wait to do pennies. <laughs>
0: did you notice any change in your dog?
1: So. We really think, you know, because, like, he's a very edgy, you know, kind of one edge kind of guy. And I feel like he's just been really laid back the last couple days. Yeah. And, uh, like, we had um, kind of like a horrible wind and rainstorm here last night. And a lot of times when it's really noisy like that, um he'll have like a hard time settling down to sleep at night and he's kind of jumping up if, and he like, he's just going to lay down, slept right through the night. And you know, sometimes I even get the, have these like calming treats that I give them, you know, and uh, Tim calls them the knockout pills, of, <laughs> you know, and he's kind of like, do we need to get the knockout treats tonight? And, but he was like totally fine. Like he, yeah. I do feel like he's kind of been more relaxed and laid back and chill and, and, and stuff. So, I mean, he's still, Nino, you know, and he's still, you know, recording toys and you know, things like that, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's it's been like we definitely think that that there's been a difference. Yeah,
0: I think stuff like that is really uh, fascinating to me, and you know, in line with what you're talking about, it's kind of like what you know we yeah. were talking before we started recording, um, the Primal Dogs post mm-hmm. about allowing our dogs be dogs. I'm curious to know how what she would think about um your soul session. <laughs> When it comes to allowing dogs be dogs, because there has to be some type. I don't know where her line is. I don't have a line because I'm just I'm sort of like open to everything. But um, one thing that I've started doing just this past um, the weekend and this week is just letting my dogs be. I just it's hard having four dogs, especially when they're out on the property. No fences. And everyone's spread out because we have a lot of land and I'm, I get a little edgy. And I didn't really think about that until this weekend. I get a little on edge when everyone's spread out because what if somebody decides to go out on the Centennial Trail or go to the neighbor's house and or whatever? And so I'm just like on edge. So today um, I was smart. I went outside with a bag of treats. That always keeps people pretty close. <laughs> but once they realize I wasn't just going to be there handing out treats, they... Stay close, but they went out and just started doing their own thing. And um, it was kind of fun just to watch them just do their own thing. But as a result, one thing that I've noticed is that Rodrigo, who um, he licks his legs and paws a lot. And I always thought it was a combination of environmental allergies and arthritis. But I started wondering what if it's anxiety? What if he's just feeling anxious and this is his way to kind of soothe himself? And so when I started doing that, like just letting him go and do whatever he wanted to do. But yeah, he's been, he hasn't been licking his legs or paws since I just sort of let them be outside. And just, you know, instead of going outside with all four of them, I'll just go outside with two, one or two of the dogs. And and so that it's not so stressful for me and they can actually just do whatever they want to do. And the first day I did this with Rodrigo, he was just sort of looking at me like, I can just do whatever I want. And I'm like, Go have at it, buddy, and so he was just like running around having a nice time, and he's been so relaxed as a result of it, so I don't know. I think all of it comes down to giving our dogs the space to just be, and I wonder, without realizing it how often we kind of um don't do that we stand in our dog's way,
1: right, right. so the post you're talking about <laughs> that's the one that's sort of shaming
0: the. Fur baby culture, yes. yeah, that was so hilarious. People got so passionate about that. I mean, you don't, you're not going to tell me that I can't call my dogs my babies because they are my babies, you know. And I was just sort of like, yeah, my dogs are my babies, but they're not babies, right? Dogs, right. but you know, they're I. It's so funny because I, looking back now, well, I don't feel stupid, but. Um, I wonder if I was like aggravating the page owner because I was just sort of like, I don't get it. It's just a term of endearment. Why are you, why are you putting all of this energy behind it? I mean, cause it's just sort of like, you know, cause she was saying things like it's irresponsible and it's damaging and, you know, it's destroying the dogs. And, and I'm just like looking at my dogs, like, no. Yeah.
1: I think (laughs) there's a really, uh, sensitive semantics there of like what's a term of endearment versus thinking of your dog as a baby yeah and Mm -hmm. you know like I have always been weirded out by the whole thing where people will say oh Erin you know Erin her dogs are like her kids yeah and like I always feel the need to be like I don't actually think they're kids (laughs) you know but, but I have sort of embraced yeah. the dog mom term yeah. just because I, you know, it's like my dogs are going to like this weekend, uh, Penny and, Nino you know, both have to go to the chiropractor and then yes. we have to yeah. go to the vet and get acupuncture treatments. And, you know, I feel like a mom in a soccer van, you know, like the yeah. taxi, you know, I got to drive the kids around and I know I got
0: a play date this weekend. Right, you know, like, So-and-so's
1: going to doggy daycare. Right. Like it's, <laughs> There's like a funny terminology to it. But I have never, ever once lost sight of the fact that my dogs are dogs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so but so I think there's like a really, um, you got to be really clear about what you're condemning. There. Yeah. It's like I totally call Penny my baby girl all the time. Yeah. Because she's just so sweet and just like she cuddles up like a little thing, you know. Yeah. (laughs) But again, never have actually thought she was a baby. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It was it was interesting. I feel like her post, because she was just sharing something that someone else wrote that if there had been some type of context apply to it to like identify like this is what I'm seeing right. and giving us an example of what this looks like. I don't I I wonder what the response would have been there but just to sit there it was like to me I was just like this is a stretch. It just sounds like you don't like the term and so now you've attached a bunch of meaning to it that's really not there. But after speaking to someone about it it was really eye opening just to the idea because
1: did you have a a list I think did you share a list of like things that people are doing with
0: their dogs that are very disturbing that aren't honoring their their dog yes I mean the not letting your dog go out in the rain and it seemed more like um just very much humanizing their dogs and then people like I don't like to stand in the rain so I bet my dog doesn't like to stand in the rain so I'm not taking my dog for walks in the rain or sending people um like leaving Nasty comments or threatening to call animal control because someone's, you know, um, I always call it winter dogs, but, you know, snow dogs, dogs that are northern breeds won't come in because right. they love the snow so much. But the neighbor thinks you're abusing and neglecting your dog by leaving it outside or people get upset because they see a picture on social media, of the dog laying in the snow with snow over them. And they are, they're assuming that the dog is being abused or neglected when it's like, no, 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 the dog loves the snow. And and it's, you know, people who are pushing their dogs around in strollers when their dog doesn't need to be in a stroller or they're not in a situation where, like, because I can understand, like, if you're at a farmer's market, a crowded farmer's market, and if you have a small dog, it might be easier to hold your dog or put it in a stroller so people don't step on your dog.
1: right
0: So that makes sense. But just making it like your dog never walks <laughs> because you're constantly holding your dog or constantly pushing it in a stroller. It, it just went on and on, these examples. And I'm just sort of like, on one hand, I felt sad for the people because I wonder how many of them thought that they were like compensating for the dog's background. So it's like you had a bad first start. And so now I'm going to make it up for you by giving you so much love without realizing that, you know, if you were really wanted to make it up to this dog. You would actually allow it to be a dog,
1: right? right. And
0: you know, regardless of the size, I I fostered a a small breed dog once, and he was so cute. His name was Morgan, and I took him to the dog park back in the days when I went to the dog park. Um, But I took him with my dogs, and we went to the dog park. And I went and bought him like coats and sweaters, even though I only had him for a week. Uh, But I bought him coats and sweaters so that he wasn't cold, and. He had a blast and he was playing with all the other dogs and stuff. And I was so worried because he was so little and he would get stepped on. He was fine. He held his own. And, he, and I was just like, oh, okay, and you're fine. You're good. And I was just like, you know, I since then I've kind of, I get a kick out of watching dogs. In fact, I've been mad all weekend because I wanted to catch interactions with my dogs with them each other on video because it's so much fun just yes. watching them interact with each other and how they you know like seeing you know Zoe isn't she plays but she mostly likes to hunt and and search for things so watching her play with Apollo is so hilarious because they have this silly little game that they play when they get happy. And I was like, damn it. I don't know where my phone is. (laughs) It's just like, you know, I, I like that. But even beyond that, you know, just like acknowledging that our dogs are dogs that they poop outside and, you know, stuff like that. But I was trying to think, you know, I'm already feeding a raw food diet, which obviously, I wouldn't do that with a baby, a human baby. So obviously I recognize that they're dogs. I'm feeding them a species appropriate diet. And I was wondering like, what more can I do to really honor their nature? And sadly, the conversation didn't go that far. Michelle, who's the person behind the primal dog, offered to talk to me about it more, but she was just so overrun with outraged dog (laughs) bombs. it just took up, it it basically took away from a potential conversation that we could have been having because everybody was just sort of like, how dare you tell me type of attitude.
1: Yeah. I think it's one of those things where you have to think it like, think it through, you know, and like really express yourself, um, even over express yourself because certain people will always understand what you're talking about. But yeah, like other times, uh, yeah. Something could be like lost in translation there. And yeah. it sounds like maybe that, that was because Big time. it's an
0: excellent point, but yeah, I'm still going to call Penny my baby. Girl. I know. <laughs> I mean, cause that was so funny. Cause I was just like, well, where, I was like, okay. I was, cause I was like, I understand now it's like, cause I spoke to someone, I get it. And it's like one of those as a pet blogger, I don't, en- I don't encounter people like this ever. I mean, Right. Every, everyone in my world, my friends, my, you know, my colleagues, everyone that follows me, that I follow. We are all, if not raw feeders, we're cooking for We're doing something and we're honoring our dogs, you know, their Daltiness. nature yeah. by through their diet. I mean, it just, no one is keeping their dogs from walking on the ground. Everyone, I mean, there are some people who are dressing their dogs all the time, but even then they're mostly dressing their dogs for a show, like the the Coco Therapy Ladies. It's part of like they have a clothing line for dogs and and it's part of their marketing and stuff like that. And so there's something behind everything that everyone's doing that makes perfect sense.
1: Like like Penny has pajamas because
0: she gets <laughs> cold at night. Yeah. When it's cold out. Yeah. See, exactly and it's like we we all have our things and and i think the thing that the conversation was missing on all sides was asking the question because i was just sort of like i don't understand explain right. there's a lot of
1: like jumping ahead yeah yeah i don't and, like, I like putting it. your your so much of your own thought into it that you're not appreciating yeah. where other people are coming from which is pretty much all of social
0: media yes, exactly <laughs> Exactly. But it was, it was kind of a fascinating and now it's like, I I get this way when it comes to new dog subjects. So yeah, for several weeks, I was just like rotational model feeding. And so so now I'm like, let your dogs be dogs. dogs. That's where I'm at. And it is, I, you know, I came up with some games. I went and looked on YouTube for like games that I can play with my dogs. Um, They were, I took a, I did take a video today of them digging holes which was hilarious because it started with Scout and then Apollo came to see what he was doing. So he started digging too. And then Zoe was like, oh, we're digging holes. So she started (laughs) digging too. And I don't know, Rodrigo was just sort of standing there like, all right, y'all dig. Y'all youngins go ahead and dig your holes. And I just thought it was the coolest thing until Scout started chewing and then I was just like, oh, crap. What did you just did you kill something or is that grass or is dirt in your mouth? What's going on?
1: And in our yard, it's uh, rabbit pellets. <laughs> yes. If somebody's chewing something, it's, it's rabbit pellets. <laughs> rabbit pellets.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, we have rabbit pellets, deer pellets, and then bear poop. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we only get bear poop in the spring one time. There's always one pile every spring in the same part of our property every single year we get bear poop. And I know it's bear poop because I basically Googled it to, I just was like, you know, I didn't know what, I knew it wasn't coyote. I knew it wasn't deer. I knew it wasn't rabbit. And when we first moved in here, our neighbor told us that there was like a, either a black bear or brown bear in the area. So he was like, you know, he's like one of those where we haven't seen it, but you know, they had the poop on, on their property. So they were like, you know, just keep, keep that up. And so we've never seen the bear. I've never heard any of anyone else that saw the bear, but I, and I still, I'm like, is it really a bear? But (laughs) I look it up and that's what bear poop looks like. And so you have an interesting Google search history. I know exactly. (laughs) And it's so, because there, and there are other things I won't Google (laughs) because i am i am convinced that FBI has a database on all of our (laughs) Google histories. And I'm like, someone's, I was like, I, I, cause I, you know, go through my, my murder porn, and I'm like, nope, someone's going to die in my life. And it's going to turn out that I Googled some random thing and they're going to be like, it was you. And I'm like, so, cause that always comes up is the Google history because they were And I'm just like, what idiot Googles? Like, what was it? It was that guy who killed his family. <laughs> One of the many, it was this guy, he killed his wife and his kids, his pregnant wife and his kids, his two daughters. And he had a girlfriend and she Googled um, Lacey Peterson and her husband, and I guess it's Scott Peterson. Yes. And he had a girlfriend. So he Googled, she Googled what, like, whatever the girlfriend's name was, book deal. And yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. And they came, they finally, you know, with the investigation, they They found that she had nothing to do with the murder. She didn't know that he was going to do that or anything. But um, But she sounds
1: like a classy, classy
0: lady. I know. You find out, well, first of all, you're messing around with the married man with the family. That's not great. But who knows what he told her? Right. right. Um,
1: But the fact that. Just the guy that put them in like a barrel or something. Yeah. I know. In like Colorado.
0: Yeah. 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 The horrible man. I know that one. Yeah. (laughs) And so, and but yeah, she, but to find out, that yeah your boyfriend is um like like just a horrendous murderer because the story is so dark horrible yeah it's dark but your thought i mean who knows what process she went through but i'm just sort of like but you at some point in time Googled, (laughs) like, how much money can I make by telling my story? And who knows, maybe I do the same thing, you know, no judgment. But it's just like, that's why I'm very careful about my Google search history.
1: A little bit of judgment. I'm going to be honest, little bit
0: of judgment. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I just think the FBI probably thinks that, um, like, I'm one of those crazy dog people that the primal (laughs) dog was warning people about. I mean, there's just something weird about her.
1: Well, it is funny. Like I have, um, like, I would never say fur baby or f- fur kids, um, but I'm fine with like dog mom. I don't know. Yeah. I have certain ones that like, I've never been like super cutesy with stuff. So yeah. Yeah, there's like certain things that like I would just never say, but. And I never say it in public. Right, like, right, when, right. When I'm talking yeah.
0: about my dogs, I mean, it's not that I wouldn't, it's just that it's not how I talk. Right, you know, right? I talk about my dogs. It's it's when we're at home. It's like I don't know if you saw it, but I posted something late last night on my Patreon of Eric Cartman because I was talking to a Scout. He came in. It was raining really hard last night, and so it came in from outside. And I'm drying him off. And as I'm drying him off, you know, because they run, I pull up a towel, and they all run up to me so I can dry them off. And um, and as I'm drying, I have this long going just like chant of you're such a handsome boy. What a good boy. Are you my sweet baby boy? I love you so much. Oh my God, you're just such a gorgeous boy. And I'm just like through the entire thing of drying him up. I'm drying his legs, his paws, and he's just sitting there letting me dry him. And every now and then he gives me a kiss and stuff. Cause I'm just like telling him what a wonderful dog he was and how much I love him. And you're just the best boy ever and going on and on. And then I just stopped and looked at him and was just like, If you were a human child, you would be like Eric Hartman. You would just be like the most horrendous human being ever. So spoiled. With his mom that just like, he could do no wrong. Not my baby. My baby boy is such a sweet boy. And this is like, good Lord. (laughs) So yeah. But yeah, I'm like that behind closed doors.
1: (laughs) Right in the privacy of my own home. Exactly. I say very cutesy things.
0: Yes. Yeah, but when I'm out and about, my dogs are dogs.
1: <laughs> That's a very very funny observation, I will say. <laughs> and uh, Penny loves to ha- be toweled off when she comes in from the rain. Nino, on the other hand, I have to like shoulder block, <laughs> and he will try to like hurdle me, and it's always a very interesting. You know, like I can only crack the slider open like so much, and then I gotta like, I like be a defensive
0: tackle. <laughs> I when, um, Apollo likes to just be dried off, and so it doesn't matter if he's wet or not. Yeah, Penny will...
1: too. Yeah, Penny's
0: <laughs> just like, I will come snuggle. Yes, was like, because to him it's like, oh my god, I'm getting so much attention. <laughs> so- yes, yeah, so that's totally Penny. <laughs> And so, yeah. And so, yeah, the primal dog has gotten way into my head and I'm everything that I do. I'm like, oh, am I treating my dog like a dog or am I spoiling? And, you know, I ultimately, you know, I, my dogs are fine and it's not like I'm all worried about it. But I do think it's it's interesting because it's like I don't know where the line is, but I'm pretty sure if someone were to crack open all of our homes and look at how we interact with our dogs. I'm sure that there's many people that would find problematic things about the things that I'm doing but I don't I don't mind I gave my dogs rabbit heads on Easter so I feel like <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's good
1: <laughs> I think that's honoring their yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't I wouldn't do that for a baby
0: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly I wouldn't do that I mean they also had an Easter egg hunt but you know hey, <laughs> it's just for fun
1: I heard um, I heard a great a great quote and I, I can't remember where I heard it now, but it was basically saying that a dog is basically a nose on four legs and I just I, I like to think that sometimes and like you said like we'll do games where we hide things and you know <laughs> treats and and things like around the yard or around the house and you know I love giving them the opportunity to sniff and do things like that. Yeah,
0: me too. With um, Scout, he's really good at finding his balls. And so, oh, Nino too. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm like, so, I, we have so many check it balls. We have so many check it balls that we can afford to lose several, but check it balls are not cheap. And so when I go outside, I always take three balls with me because Scout wants or – or, gosh, I don't know my dog's names. Rodrigo wants a ball right away. I have to throw a ball for Scout. And then I have a third ball for, like, just in case Apollo wants to start playing. And if Apollo starts playing, a ball is going to get lost because Apollo just – he's – I don't know. He's my little – ADHD boy and he just something (laughs) distracts him and he's off and he runs off with the ball and just drops it wherever and so I just figure out approximately where the ball might have been dropped and I bring call scout over and I'll go go find the ball and so he'll just start sniffing around and it's the coolest thing because I'm like do these balls really have a smell it's like he finds them every time and it's like the best or there are times when he's come back with like multiple like not multiple but like two balls and I'm like thank you so much
1: but Nino that's like one of his little like rules like he loves he has these red ball that's like his favorite thing and sometimes he gets all excited and wants to take (laughs) it outside and then I'll go to like let him back in and I'm like oh where's your ball and he's like oh yeah and I'll go and run and get it and then sometimes like if it's nighttime, I might forget or I don't see it or something. And so then it's like the first thing the next morning, it's like, go get your ball. And he's like, oh, I left it. And, he has to, like, oh, left it. and yeah, like he's, he knows it every time. Like that's like one of his like chores is he has to yeah, bring his ball back. That's so
0: great. I'm trying to teach the dogs. We have these, you know, the stuffed toys and I'm trying to name them because I saw a video where someone was doing that thing. Like this person, it was a, I think it was an Australian shepherd. But um, they had a pile of toys. Yeah, And people were, did you see that? Yes. And they were like, and all the toys had a name. And the, the, I think they were behind the sofa. And so he would just be like, go get this. And he would come back and bring back the lobster. Yes. And, and I was just like, wow. And granted, I'm not trying to do that, but I'm trying to um, name the toys. So the first toy we have is Georgie. Georgie is a shark. And then um, I forgot the trout's name, or no, the koi's name. I can't remember the koi's name, but I think I'm going to just do it like koi. So maybe the koi will be Keith, but just, but Georgie was, I don't even know where I got, I think it was because I've been watching Grey's Anatomy, but um, Georgie is the shark and, and that's Apollo's favorite toy. So I'm trying to like, I'll just call it, you know, go get Georgie. And um, Johan's just sort of looking at me like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, just, just let me be just, let me be. It would be cool if one day I could do a video where I'm just naming off toys and the dogs go get them and bring them back. That would just be awesome.
1: Yes. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Penny likes slippers. Um, My slippers. <laughs> that's her favorite toy. And I go through slippers like you wouldn't believe <laughs> She gets them all, like, soggy, and and then sometimes she gets into, like, destructo penny mood where yeah. she'll start, like, ripping the, like, fur lining off of the slippers or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she's very funny, not
0: so much with toys, she only wants slippers. If you bought her brand new slippers, do you think she would be interested in them, or do you think she's only interested in the ones that smell like you?
1: Um, I have bought her uh, some. <laughs> well, what I have found is that she likes the ones that are the size that I wear because sometimes I would like get all cute and buy her like these little cute pink like kid slippers Mm because like all of our dogs have like a color where all their stuff is that color and so Penny is pink and so I would get her like these little pink girly slippers but what I found is that with the size of like her jaw and her mouth for her to like slide it in Mm -hmm. it has to kind of be like my size so I don't think I've ever bought her ones that were my size that weren't just like mine, (laughs) but I have bought her like very cute little like slippers and shoes that were like for kids. And I don't know, she gets like kind of bored with them more easily, but I I think it's actually the size that she she likes. She likes a substantial slipper. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. My dogs leave shoes alone except for Apollo and he only mm-hmm. does it when he's excited. And he'll mm-hmm. just grab something, whatever's close by, and he'll grab it and growl just to show us, I'm excited. And so I usually tell him, drop it and go get a toy. And so <laughs> he'll drop it and go and get a toy and bring it back. And so it's so crazy how smart they are.
1: I just think it's so adorable that I haven't bothered to not teach her something else. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: I'm always, I joined a trick training group once. I was a member of this group for an entire day. When I realized <laughs> okay. that, oh, so that's what you guys mean by trick training. I thought I was going to learn things like, you know, we're going to brush up on our high five and, and, and stuff like that. No, these people were doing intense stuff.
1: Yeah, I have a friend who's a trick dog trainer and like with one of her dogs, they could go get a beer out of the fridge. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: oh.
1: And um, and she actually, she just—I hope I can say this. Uh, she actually just filmed a, a, a commercial where her dog has to wear like this hazmat suit, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, I could never get my dog to <laughs> and, like wear a hazmat suit and with little booties and the helmet. It was uh, she was sending me photos from the set. It was really cool. <laughs> oh, that's so cool.
0: <laughs> so definitely want to talk about the Wonderball with you next week. Yes, 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 yes. Because um, my dogs still play with it. You know, I'm not going to, they were $17 each. So my dogs are going to play they're with their balls. <laughs> Yeah. But I still haven't figured out, um, you know, I'm. they're perfectly safe. But the, the experience of trying to get information from the brand was like, pulling teeth. And it's not because they didn't want to share it with me. They just did not. They've never had anyone ask them questions about their product before. Oh wow! And so they were just sort of like, their answers were like, we've sold over 800,000 of these. And I'm just sort of like, that wasn't my question. (laughs) And I just kept going back and forth and back and forth. And I was about to give up when they finally sent me their, um, like the report to show that these are safe. Cause that's what I was asking for. It's like, you guys don't have it published on your site or anything. Is it like an MSDS report or? I can't remember. All I know is that I have no idea what it's telling me. Oh, it's, okay. I can see why they, they don't publish it on their site because it's pretty much worthless information unless you understand how to read the report. So oh, okay, it's just like,
1: well, I'm really interested to learn more, and I <laughs> I want to know what questions you ask them because I, know. I was like I might contact the company with Nina that makes Nino's balls. So yeah, we'll to know, talk about this. More. It was fun.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, that was fun. I have to go get dog food now.
1: I'll talk to you later, Aaron. All right. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody.